You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. It is Friday, September 21st. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam, 97.1, the fan here in Columbus, Ohio. Beam, we're inching closer and closer to the biggest game. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. We're a couple Tough hours away. Tough to get away. jacked up, bro. <laughs> For Buckeyes. Yeah. In Tulane, tomorrow in the shoe, 3.30 kick. Be there, be square, be on your couch watching it. Maybe for just, you know. For a half, maybe all you need tomorrow. I think that's going to be it, Maddie. Um, when you look at Ohio State's team, man, they're just you know they're rolling right now. They're so good. Everything the offense does is impeccable. It's perfection. You know, we've talked about that so much over the past ten days uh, with this podcast that they really are just an unstoppable force. Uh, Ohio State. You look at Tulane before the season. You had the non-conference games ranked as. All right, you know the TCU is the big one. That's number one. That was circled on everyone's calendar. Oregon State, yep. that was number two. And then number three, the weakest team that you had coming in was going to be Tulane. So if it's anything like Oregon State was, Maddie, uh, 77 to 31, yeah. uh, you look at that game and you just think that this is going to be, I think, a, a replica of that game against Tulane, or excuse me, Oregon State. Uh, you just look at every single position every single line that yeah. Tulane runs out there man it's it's inferior and uh but nonetheless you know we're a uh, we're a day away from the Buckeyes kicking off in the shoe and anytime uh, that Ohio State plays the entire city of Columbus stop and all of yep. and all of Buckeye Nation stops what they're doing and watches their team it doesn't matter if it's a you know where if it would be a nine o'clock kickoff if it would be uh an 8 p.m kickoff whatever that right. place is going to be packed it's going to be beautiful beautiful we're going to have football weather tomorrow in Columbus uh it's going to be about 70 degrees so nice you nice, can wear nice. jeans and a t-shirt you get to wear a long sleeve and shorts literally whatever combo you want to wear uh so it's going to be absolutely fantastic but before we dive in to more Buckeyes oh where are we going I just want to say how about those Cleveland Browns (laughs) oh my the oh look the dog pound was absolutely jumping last night look I do feel bad for Tyrod the concussion got him out of there, but also I think a large part of that beam was his play got yeah. him out of there as it was well. A mixture. Um, you just talk about the two bad picks in the first two games of the year, and then yesterday just the one throw just sticking out in my mind beam where he had Antonio Callaway deep yeah. early. You can't in the game. overthrow that you guy either. You have to get the ball out there, let him run underneath it like he did it at the end of the Saints game. I mean, that's what you got to do. And look, that story, that chapter is completely done now. It is going to be the Baker Mayfield show moving forward. And look. He deserves it because the way he played last night was absolutely incredible. It's funny because you brought up, I think, a pretty cool point there where you talk about, you know, getting down there on Saturdays here in Columbus. Because I always say, look, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not from the Columbus area or from the Midwest region or you can't get to Columbus, make it a point one day, yeah, if you're a big-time college football fan, to get to Columbus on a Saturday afternoon when the, weather, when the weather's still nice early in the year because I think it's the best thing the city has to offer. Like you said, I Me mean, too, every, everybody comes out in full force rooting for the same cause for three to four hours a day. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, there's just so many nice little bars down there on High Street. It's just, it's a great place to be um, in that campus area for sure on a game day. So if you're listening to this and you've never been to Columbus for a game day, make sure you get down there. So now, I mean, just transforming, uh, transitioning here a little bit to what we kind of expect tomorrow. For me, like the headline is going to be, 
win the games you're supposed to win, right? When you're an elite team like we think Ohio yep. State is, you have to win these games, and you got to win them handily because we know the eye test matters, style points, all that stuff does matter. So you don't want you know, the committee to look back on this Saturday and say, wow, I mean, what happened against Tulane? If this, for some crazy reason, ends up being a game that's like, let's say, 34 to 21 or something like that, you can't afford that if no. you're Ohio State. So you no. have to come into this game. Take care of your business. Stay healthy. Get the starters out of there early. I mean, we talked about it earlier in the week. You're talking about the 110th ranked total defense coming into Columbus tomorrow. (laughs) I mean, going up against arguably the best offense right now. I mean, it's probably them and Bama with the way things have been looking. So, no, I mean, just stay healthy, stay sharp, and – you don't want to have any turnovers or anything like that because we know what's coming next Stay Saturday. Stay clean. This needs to be yeah. a clean game. I, I don't want to see anything offensively. We'll get to the defensive stuff in the second block with some uh, Nick Bosa updates and all that. But just offensively, Stay the course where you're at right now. Keep Dwayne upright and healthy. None of that goofy stuff going on where the tackles are. Because here's the thing. We know how this can work sometimes where you're talking about the quote-unquote trap game. I think we've seen some teams get into that. I don't think that's going to happen tomorrow night. But it's so easy for guys to be complacent and say, you know what? We are the better team. We're going to wipe the floor with you. And sometimes you don't put forth your best effort all week. You don't put forth your best effort in warm-ups and all that stuff. So, being no, that's, that's going to be the big thing for me. Stay healthy and have a clean game for the Buckeyes and then then let's get to Penn State week and really have some fun. Yeah, in the words of uh, our guy Bo Bishop who does the show from uh, 10 to noon right here on 97.1 The Fan with James Laurinaitis. Uh, They got Chopper running things over there. Three things, Maddie. Three things that Ohio State needs to do this weekend. Number one, stay healthy. Okay. All right. Number two, win the damn football game. Handily. Handily. Number three, stay healthy. That's it. Like those are your three things. You go into this week, you stay healthy because you know next week you are going into an absolute freaking lion's den. (laughs) When you literally, you are going literally, you are going into Happy Valley. You're going to that stadium. You got that uh, the lion. Like yeah, every 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 ten seconds it seems they play that damn sound clip. Uh, (laughs) But no, man, it's a you spoke to it. You know. This could be, you know, it, it, let's say if Urban Meyer had been suspended for the first four games of the season, I would think that maybe this would have the chance of being a trap game yeah. with Ryan Day and uh, everyone uh, kind of looking ahead to Penn State because you know point. they're they're already throwing Penn State game plans in. All right? That's it, right, they're throwing Penn State game plans in this week to make sure that they get everything down and the style of game that they want to run when they travel over to State College next weekend. But with the field general himself. Being back on the sidelines for Saturday, yep. with him being it's it's his first time back throughout the first three games of the season. Urban F Meyer is going to be back on the sidelines, Man. and that dude is going to be patrolling around. And if he sees anyone loafing or anyone that thinks that they're better your than head's Tulane, on a spike. your head, yeah, exactly. It's going to be like the scene in Game of Thrones where <laughs> Papa Stark gets his head cut off. Like, get exactly, out of here, man! Right? You can't do it. No, no doubt about it. Here's what I'm envisioning: Urban coming out of the tunnel tomorrow. You know the, the Vince McMahon gif. Where he's just oh, strolling sure. down the road. Connor runway. McGregor style? That's Urban tomorrow walking out of the tunnel. Uh, no, I mean, this is going to be a pick your score type of game, or it should be a pick your score type of game. And like you said, Beam, I think that's a great point. I think the focus will be locked in because Urban is back. And he does. he's not going to want the team to look like they took a step back when he returns. Absolutely. So he's going to want those guys fired up and ready to go. Some guys to keep your eye on for Tulane, I guess. Quarterback Jonathan Banks is a bit of an yeah. athletic type guy. Uh, he had nine carries no a week Robinson. ago. No Sean Robinson. No Sean 
Robinson. Darnell Mooney had a pretty good game last week. Look, they lost to uh, the Nichols, uh, to uh, UAB last week, I believe. Right. And they beat Nichols um, State. Beat Nichols State. So, no, just looking at it earlier in the week, Mooney's a receiver to keep your eye on. But you, you feel really good about the Kendall, Sheffield, Damon Arnett, all those guys on the outside. So let's get to some Urban clips. Uh, here is uh, Urban on when he knew Dwayne Hass is going to be a pretty good quarterback. And I went and watched him train. Uh, Bryson is uh, – his trainer, quarterback trainer, I went and watched a workout. I remember walking away saying, that's one of the best workouts I've ever seen a quarterback go through, and he was only, still only a very young guy at the time. So uh, we knew he was very talented, but talent is only so much of being a quarterback. The leadership, the ability to execute in the pressure, in the pocket, and in tough situations, and uh, he did. They didn't want to call him a man quite yet. Not yet. No. He's growing into a man right before I our think eyes. he's a man. I think he's getting pretty darn close a, to it. I think that's a grown man. Right. But, I mean, he's talking about what we all see, is that Dwayne passes the eye test with flying colors. If you could build a quarterback in a lab, he's one of those guys, right? 6'3", 6'4", sure. 220, can throw it from Stocky end zone. Stocky built right, dude. Can throw it from end zone to end zone. Uh, with the ease, look, this is a guy that we just want to continue to see get better and better and better. I want to see this completion percentage be really high tomorrow, not a ton of incompletions, because that's what you're going to need next week. When you go into that hostile environment up there at Penn State, he's going to have to be on it because we know the other quarterback on their side, like Trace McSorley, is going to want to be hitting a ton of home runs, uh, you know, his touchdown celebration, which I still don't know if I love that. I hate it. I mean, if we're uh, being honest. I'm out, too. I mean, I— I get it, and that's your own thing. And if that's going to be your thing, you got to own it. Okay, but get out of here. Exactly, get it, get out of here. We'll see if that continues if he does get a chance in the in the NFL. But for Dwayne Beam, continue to do what you're doing. You know, stretch the field, make those short passes, just do everything that you've been doing the first three games of the year against an inferior opponent, and then we'll be talking about Penn State before we know it. But for Dwayne, no, he he's perfectly fine. Continue to stack up some Heisman stats and uh, keep it pushing. Yeah, I know. You just. Uh, you said everything about it, and uh, I consider Dwayne Haskins just to be an absolute man uh, through the first three weeks of the season, first two especially. It's a man; it was man against boys, uh, what he was doing out there. So I expect nothing else uh, other than you know greatness out of Dwayne Haskins. We said it; we we, we talked about it all off season that this guy was going to come in and he was going to shatter Ohio State passing records, and he's given us nothing else to believe that he's going to do that. You right. know, he hasn't step, stepped one foot wrong this season. He had that early pick against Oregon State. All right, whatever. That's out of everyone's minds yeah. now. Uh, but really, Maddie, I, I said it that, you know, these are the kind of games, too, where you you can only hurt yourself. Yep. You know, because there's, there's nothing positive, I guess, to really gain out of beating Tulane. The only positive, like, because it, let's say Dwayne Haskins goes out and he throws for 280 yards and two touchdowns, you know, that – at the end of the year, is going to matter because they're going to say, "Well, he only threw two two touchdowns exactly. against it's Tulane." It's the eye test, you know. So you got to like, you got to mop him up. You got to mop him up. Like this guy needs to go out here tomorrow. Uh, I'm just listen. Ohio State's going to win this game tomorrow, uh, but right. you know you need to go out there and put forth a performance where you go back and you look at the stat sheet later on. Heisman voters and is like, "All mm-hmm. right, this dude threw for 430 yards and five touchdowns against Tulane." That's exactly what you're supposed to do. So I expect that. Um, I don't know if we're going to see Dwayne Haskins in the second half. Maybe we'll see some more Tate Martell time in there. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, if you want to look at uh, the quarterbacks, I hope again Ohio State doesn't get into a situation tomorrow where they're putting Tate in the third drive of the game. Come on, man, don't no, do it. No. Dwayne Haskins has showed you that he is the dude right now. Do not pull him out of the game yep. unless this game's a runaway. So I got a little nugget for you. You know, okay. we like nuggets on this pod. So the first three games for Dwayne Haskins in comparison to one JT Baird, okay. right? 
three and zero for Dwayne, two and one for JT. Nine hundred and thirteen total yards for Dwayne, eight hundred and eighty three total for JT Barrett. Nine point eight yards per attempt for Dwayne, ten point two for JT. Twelve to one TD uh, to interception ratio and ten to five for JT Barrett through his first three games. So look, he's been absolutely spectacular. Yeah, we c- we expect this to continue. Just some little nuggets there on where Dwayne is. Uh, compared to JT. Before we take a quick break and move on to the defense, here's Urban Meyer on the carries. Or is that going to continue to be a split deal? You know, we don't micromanage that. Coach Alfred has done such a good job developing those guys that uh, a lot of it's how they work and practice that week. You know, the one thing is I don't I kind of watch the chemistry of it and I see two good dudes that uh, care about each other and man, JK was had the hot hand and so and, and Mike had it, I believe, against Rutgers. So um, you need them both, and they're both very good. Yep, you're going to need them all year long, Beam. You know, once you get into these physical Big Ten games, uh, it's going to be such a valuable thing to have 2,000-yard rush, former 1,000-yard rushers, rushers in your backfield. And like he said, J.K. was the hot hand last week, and I have no problem with this doing this. They've been kind of splitting the carries right down the middle through the first three games of the year. If whoever is the dude on that day, you stick with him, I expect these guys to get their fair share of plays tomorrow, but get out of there relatively early because this should get out of hand. But both these guys, man, you're talking about last year. It reminds me a lot of Chubb and Michelle, what they were doing at Georgia, and I think these guys are on par with they with what they'll be able to accomplish all year long. So Weber, Dobbins, I'm totally okay with these guys splitting carries every single game. Me too. You look at Dobbins uh, when they were up against TCU, you know, going back to Jerry World, going back to Dallas. He's a, he's a Texas kid uh, that had to be special for him going down there and playing in the stadium that the Cowboys play in, uh, and he did. He had that he had his Texas game. He had his Texas rodeo, man. He uh yeah. he went down there, he did everything he needed to do. I didn't see one time where, you know, he was tackled uh by one person or an arm tackle or a leg tackle. That dude was spinning out of tackles. He was he was making people miss. He was doing every catching balls out of the backfield, just doing everything you needed to. And then you have the old the OG savvy vet back there and Mike Weber, uh, who just said, Hey, listen here, my time's not done yet. You no, know, I'm I know here. I know all you people want to give some love to Mike we- or JK Dobbins, <laughs> right. but excuse me. Remember you know, me? I just cracked two thousand yards in my career <laughs> right, for Ohio State, right. so I'm no slouch either. But yeah, good for uh both those guys. And I think it makes the offense way more dynamic. McMaddie, uh, when you yeah. just when you look at a guy and you you see Dwayne Haskins back there taking the ball, but if you have both of them in the backfield and you've got KJ Hill and Paris Campbell's two speedsters on the outside, it's like pick your poison. No what doubt. do you do? And That's the fact that you can split the carries so evenly Perfect. and not have a drop off of either one that keeps them healthier throughout the entire year instead yep. of one guy getting forty carries a game. And another point here, you got another year, JK coming back. Sure. So you don't want to tax him too much because he's going to have to be the dude next year. Now it looks like Master Teague, Brian Snead, yeah, may be able fun. to do that. The same thing you're doing this year, next year with those guys but jk's got a whole nother year where he's got to be ready to go next year as the dude before we take a quick break and talk about the defense beam's got a message from our people from fanduel yeah that's right fanduel has introduced uh, some more different playing styles this year one is survivor you all know what the survivor contest is you pick one team to win each week you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season this is the first time we've ever offered this game style and it will be totally free to play on top of that there uh, fanduel is offering a two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it's the biggest free survivor survivor style contest contest of all time players must lock in their pick before the ninth sunday 1 p.m game start if you miss the first week you can't join later on so there you go uh make sure to check out our guys on FanDuel. i told you my pick of the week oh jordan howard locked on buckeyes locked on jordan howard locked on the bears (laughs) offense against that poultry cardinals defense so go to FanDuel, check our guys out and uh let it rock get josh rosen in the game this is locked on buckeyes 
your team every day. All right, so look. I don't want to see Josh Rosen. You're not? You're out on Josh nah, Rosen? I'm not. I I'm love Josh Rosen. Not against the Bears. That's my guy. He'd have a Chosen rough day. One? Look, I saw y'all. Your boy Leonard Floyd's got the, the cast off, so he's going to be coming off that edge. Uh-huh. people. Monsters yeah. are back, baby. Not going to be a good day for the Cardinals. So speaking of defensive linemen, we got some bad news here. Um, kind of some what we expected. We just didn't have a timetable on it. Uh, Nick Bosa's going to be out indefinitely. He did have surgery. Here is Urban Meyer talking about that. So he had a core muscle injury. He had surgery. I just talked to his father maybe 20 minutes ago, and uh, we hope to get him back as soon as possible. We're not sure when that will be. A lot of this is obviously the recovery, and you know, obviously one of the best players in, in football, but even a better person and incredible family. So prayers, hug him up, and let's go. Albert Breer, former Buckeye himself, Mm -hmm. uh, does a lot of great stuff covering the NFL for uh, MMQB. Go check him out at Albert Breer on Twitter. I wanted to give him some love on this because he's the only guy that I saw being put a kind of timetable on what Nick Bosa, uh, the injury, could keep him out for. And he's saying the timetable for sports hernias is generally four to six weeks. So uh, just looking at the calendar, it looks like he'll be back maybe after the bye week. So it's unfortunate that you won't have him next week against Penn State. That is a big, big blow. But Beam, just looking at defensively now, what they have available, it's going to be exciting to see what guys step up because we know uh, Chase Young, he's going to be a a beast, but we don't know what it's going to look like with Chase Young has a lot of the protection shifted to him because now a lot of the attention is going to be on him. Right, exactly. So it's a different beast when you don't have Bosa on the other side and you get to go in one-on-one situations a lot more than what you're going to face for the next handful of weeks. But... The thing that I'm really encouraged about and something that you and I have been talking about at length a ton on our pod here is the pass rush up the middle, sure. right? Because what B.B. Landers and Draymond Jones are doing sure. against you know that guard-center-guard combination, they're wearing people out. So I wouldn't freak out too much about this, but I mean, we'll talk about it a ton next week. I'm sure containment is going to be a big thing for us next week because we talked about it with Robinson against TCU. So this sucks. It does suck because you're talking about the best player in the country not being available for a large portion of the season. But Beam, I think with the way they recruited, with Larry Johnson there, they'll be okay and they'll find a way to generate some real good pass rush in the next handful of weeks. If this was going to happen to any any level of your Ohio State Buckeyes team, any unit, this would be the unit that you would want to happen. Obviously, you don't want it to happen. Uh, you want your college football team, your NFL team, whatever team you cheer for, whether it be in any sport, you want your team to be healthy throughout the entire season. But you know that's not the case. There's going to be guys getting hurt. There's going to be guys getting banged up. Uh, it just is unfortunate that the best player in college football happens to be Nick Bosa, and he's the one that you're going to miss for this period of time. So uh, hopefully he heals, Matty. Uh, you know, that groin injury, that lower abdominal, uh, It's not you can't even move yeah. with that injury. But um, I think that Ohio State fans, if you, like I said, if you were going to have an injury – to any one yep. of your units, this would be the unit that you wanted yeah. because they are so deep, they're so well coached. And listen, you're not going to see a dramatic drop off no. in the starting lineup. the The bigger issue comes down to all right, you're going to see the the depth of the D line now, yeah. and guys who you know are going to get in. You have a, a Tyreek Smith, a Tyler Friday, a Tommy yep. Togiai. These guys who are going to get in the game. You know, maybe they only got in three, four plays during the TCU game, but now they're going to be forced to play 12 to 15 snaps a game. And yeah. the biggest thing that you're going to do when you do that yep. is make sure that you don't have a catastrophic mess up Great point. because you're going to be playing more and more. So it's not really about the front 
top end right. of this Ohio State defensive line. They will be fine. Yeah. But when you look at these plays where you need to get Bob Landers out of the game for two snaps because he's gassed, you need to get Chase Young out of the game, Draymond, right. whoever, you need to make sure that these dudes who are coming in and aren't playing mop-up duty by yeah. any means, but they're rolling through rotations, are going to be ready to go when they take their accelerated snaps. Right. So, no, I agree with everything you said, and I think that's a lot, some great points there. So you're looking at Tulane this week at Penn State. Home against Indiana, home against Minnesota, then at Purdue. So then the big one, okay. I think after that could be that Nebraska game, right? You get by, you get by Penn State, and that's a very favorable schedule. I think so, and and I think I like to call it the five star effect beam to yeah. where Ohio State fans can get this news about the best player in the country yeah. missing a large portion of the season. And it's not the end of the world. Sure. It's not the end of the world. I mean, you're talking, think about that as if you're a Buckeye fan right now, think about how you're not freaking out that much because Houston loses Ed Oliver. You're done. Done. Their season is done, right? Yeah. So this is why you love Ohio State as a fan because they recruit so well. And you can lose a guy like this, and he's a great player. There's no replacing Nick Bosa. I'm not Can't saying replace that. Him. Yeah. But there's guys that can play at a really high level, and some of them are going to be future pros. We know Draymond Jones is going to be a pro. I feel really good about saying Chase Young's definitely going to be a pro. We'll see if BB Landers is going to get his crack at. It, but these guys are really good football players. So, no, it's not the end of the world. You want Nick Bosa as healthy as possible when you get to those cold weather games at Michigan State, excuse me, home against Michigan, the big one. So, get him healthy. That's all you're worried about. Here's Urban Meyer on Tough Borland's availability. Yeah, his value to the team is immense. I mean, it's just he's a, a leader, he's a tough guy, uh, you know, matches his name. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a little bit like JT and, you know, when guys like that get hurt, they say it's going to be this amount of time. It's not. He's going to come back. Uh, pain threshold, he really doesn't understand pain. That's how tough of a kid he is. So, I don't know. Maybe they got some type of magic water going over there at the Woody Hayes Center. where Nick Bosa may be back early, but this is absolutely nuts what we're seeing from Tough Borland right now. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if he still wasn't playing right now. Sure, with an Achilles injury, that's it's one I'm of the saying. worst injuries you can have in right. sports. Yeah, so no, this guy being kind of the heart and soul of that linebacker crew, I think is going to be big. But look, I thought, look, Malik Harrison, he got caught up uh, one of the, in the big 93-yard run. I thought run he had a good TC, game. But Other I, than that, I, I thought, thought he had he a very okay, good game. Right? And then Pete Warner's been flashing yeah. to me. So the linebackers, to me, they haven't been playing great this year. They didn't play great last year. But I think when Tuff gets in the middle, you get those guys some confidence knowing that he is kind of the leader of that group. And even Baron Browning every once in a while, he's been getting a lot of playing time. So, no, with Tuff back, I expect that unit to be okay. The the big thing here, Beam, is I'll be a little ticked off if we come in here Monday and we're talking about two or three big plays from Tulane. That's got to stop. It has to stop, right? Well, they were giving be, up the big plays. just would be a huge problem if you're giving up huge plays, oh. chunk plays against Tulane. Listen, they ratcheted it down against Rutgers. Uh, I know that TCU – that's a legitimate college football team right there in TCU. Yes. I think that that is yes. a top 10 don't, team. We don't want to take anything away from them. Of course right. not. That was a, a great game plan they had dialed up there for the Horn Frogs. But we're talking about Tulane here. Right. They are an inferior opponent. You go out, you assert your dominance over them, and you sh- they should score less than 10 points. I that agree. should be the line for Ohio State. I agree. So just tighten up the defense. No more big plays, and I think everything should be okay. Before we take a break here, and I'll pick some games for this week, I want to let you know about our
our folks from MyBookie. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out MyBookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with MyBookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCK25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. Go check them out. We'll come back here after a quick second and pick some games. You are Locked On Buckeyes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. So, Bam, it's a pretty good slate this week. Not great, but it's pretty good. Uh, Let's get into some games here. Let's start with the number one team in the country. As they should be. Roll Tide going. I think this game's at home for them, right? They're facing Texas A&M. I'm pretty sure this game is in Tuscaloosa. But, Beam, look, I think Jimbo, Kellen Mond, I think they can put up some points. Yeah. But it's just what I've seen from Bama in this offense right now is just absolutely scary. Gross, I, I just, man, I've never seen a Nick Saban offense rolling like this. So I'm rolling with two of these young receivers, man. Keep your eye on them. They got some sophomores and freshmen that are really fun to watch. But Tua is a star of the show, so I'm rolling with the tie, man. No, I think it's they're the number one team in the country. And until they have some sort of fall, I cannot pick against Alabama. So I'm with you, Paul. Roll <laughs> tied. Paul, Paul, you listen to me. All right, let's go to the night game. I, I, this is the game I think I'm most excited about this Ooh. week. I, I'm excited about this one. You got Bryce Love back for Stanford, going up against number seven Stanford. Justin Air Bear. Yeah, going. He's kind of my guy after Haskins. You love him. I love me some Herbert going against number twenty Oregon. But here's the thing: Oregon hasn't played a soul yet. And right. I don't know what they are. Soulless. And I think with Costello and what they've got going on with Bryce Love and look, Bryce Love hasn't been phenomenal this year. I get that. But just based off of what Oregon's done so far, them not being pushed yet. I do love me some Herbert, but I'm going to go with Stanford Bryce Love this week. Yeah, me too. I think this is going to be a, uh, a Heisman game for Bryce Love. I think this is going to be a big-time opportunity for him to uh, you know, play against Oregon, a big-time conference opponent. Uh, I'm also interested to see, is this going to be the resurgence of Oregon? Because if they can beat Stanford this weekend, then you know that that program is on its way back. They had a little three-year dip after Marcus Mariota left. Um, you know, So who knows? Uh, but I'm going to go with Stanford this weekend, but it could be a huge weekend for the huge, Ducks. Huge, huge weekend, no doubt about it. I can't wait to see what Herbert looks like against a, a legitimate team. So you got number seven TCU going uh, down to Texas to take on Tom Herman and his Longhorns. Look, it has not been good for Tom Herman at, during his tenure at Texas. We understand that. I think TCU is a, a heck of a team, and they'll continue to get better and better. Um, look, I don't trust what they've got going on down there in Longhorn Nation, so I'm rolling with the Horn Frogs. Yeah, I know Texas just beat uh, USC last weekend. That's a great win for them, a good win for uh, Tom Herman, probably his biggest win uh, in his time at Texas yeah. so far. But what I, f- I saw from TCU last week, I think that – that team and that speed, uh, I flipped over to the Texas game later on in the night. I know they were handling USC, but I just don't think that they can contain. No. I don't think they have the product yet, Texas football. So give me TCU in this Is game. Is the heat on yet for him? I don't think so. Not yet. Okay. Next year. Okay. Next year it will be on. Is it got to have a year next year? Got to have it. All right. Yeah. Eight, number 18, Wisconsin goes up. That, look, they're going to Kinnick. For a night game. That's no joke. Iowa's run defense is absolutely legit. They're one of the best defenses in the country. They lost a lot of guys, and they have just absolutely rebounded. You and I both love Noah Fan at tight end. Mm -hmm. He'll be probably a first-round pick next year. And Stanley, how consistent can he be? This is going to be a big game for Wisconsin to see what they're about. I think 
I've got the guts this week to go with Iowa. I'm rolling with Iowa. The that, Floyd of it, Rosedale. It's going to be rocking in there tonight. I think I'm going to take the risk here. I'm going to believe in Wisconsin and Hornybrook. If you force Hornybrook to beat you, you're going to have some problems. And against this run defense, I think Iowa's going to be able to uh, stand up to Wisconsin. So I'm rolling with the Hawkeyes. We all talked about it last year, how Ohio State was entering Kinnick Stadium as the biggest trap game of the year and how it was going to be no good. And it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy because we got there. And you just you were overwhelmed by everything. The pink locker rooms. Yeah that they have there at Kinnick. Iowa doesn't win this game. Wisconsin rebounds. They take Iowa down. There's no way they are losing to Iowa after losing to BYU last week. No way. Can't do it. All right. Let's keep it pushing here. Number 24, Michigan State versus Indiana. Look, Indiana's 3-0. They've been playing well. I would pick Indiana if Michigan State wasn't coming off a bye week. Right. They're going to be angry. I think Lewerke's going to be spreading it out. They've been doing some four or five wide stuff with them, which is a little weird for Michigan State. We like to kind of line it up and run it right at you. But Lewerke, Dino, his squad coming off a uh, bye week where they got, you know, but not embarrassed. I, thought, I think Arizona State can surprise some people moving forward. They got a pretty good quarterback. But no, I'll roll with Sparty on this one. But I, I don't think it could be. A, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think no, Indiana's going to compete. Yeah, it's a five-point spread when you look at this game. Indiana's starting off with a great three and zero record. Um, but you know, you said I would pick Indiana if I would pick in Indiana if they weren't Indiana football. That's my oh, reason on. behind this. What? What do you mean? Come on, Brian. You don't like Tom Brian, Allen? He's fine. He's fine. All right. But Michigan State. What is Brian Lewerke going to do? The thing that worries me the most, Maddie, is Michigan State's only played two games, and L.J. Scott has 103 rushing yeah, yards. what is up with That's that? That's surprising. So if they don't get L.J. Scott going yeah, in this game, they're, in they're going to be in big-time trouble. Give me Sparty. All right. I think it's going to be close. All though. right, Nebraska going up to Michigan. We don't have any word yet on Adrian Martinez. If Adrian Martinez Scary. does not play, then this is going to get ugly for Nebraska. Even if he does play, I think it can get a bit out of hand. You're talking about Rashawn Gary and Winovich chasing uh, whatever quarterback they throw out there all game long. I'm rolling with that team up north. Yeah, me too. Give me Michigan. I think it's pretty easy. Notre Dame versus Wake Forest. Look, Wake oh. Forest. Now, here's the thing. Notre Dame, you and I, we don't, we both don't believe in Notre Dame. I think Winbush no. is highly overrated from what I've seen. Um, but I just think, ugh, I don't know, Beam. This one's tough for me. That's why I put it in here this week. But I, I think I'm rolling with Notre Dame barely. Give me the Irish. I think they come off those close wins against Ball State and Vanderbilt. I think they get things going this week. I think that they win comfortably. Notre Dame does. Give me your Buckeye score. Uh, Ohio State 70, Tulane 7. I've got Ohio State 63 to seven. All right, so we're pretty close. We're a touchdown difference. Game's at 3.30 tomorrow. We'll be back on Monday to talk about that and get you ready for Penn State Week. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Buckeyes. Brandon Bean, Matt Hayes from 97.1 The Fan.